In this episode, I want to offer a comparison to compare a view of life that was recently suggested in an article on the ABC and the view of life that is offered to us in the Bible. One month ago, at the start of March, when we were already aware of COVID-19, but it wasn't yet considered a major crisis in Australia, the ABC website published this piece with the title, The Human Race Is Not Special, So Why Do We Think We're Immune to Mass Extinction? It's a rather warm and fuzzy heading, isn't it? The human race is not special. The author is Jeff Dawson. His bio says he is a psychologist and a Zen Buddhist teacher. And in this article, Dawson's arguing that human beings are no more important than any other species on the planet. And we shouldn't be overly concerned with our potential demise. So he poses this question, could we face a mass extinction of human beings in our lifetime? Now, to be fair, Dawson acknowledges that, quote, to contemplate mass extinction is indeed a dark place to go and a difficult conversation to have, unquote. However, don't be fooled into thinking that he thinks this dark place holds any real meaning. No, far from it. Dawson would say the extinction of people only warrants a problem for those who are facing termination. So he explains, quote, if one's view of the world is based on science, we are not special. We were not placed here by a god to be the custodians of the earth. And if we were, we have to let the Almighty down big time. And like all other species, now we will have our place in the sun. We will all die out and other, more adaptable life forms will take our place. The myth that we are somehow special and will continue to live forever as a dominant species is based on a deluded human-centric form of existential narcissism." Unquote. People are dying in their thousands at the moment. Did Dawson really say the myth that we are somehow special and will continue to live forever as a dominant species is based on a deluded human-centric form of existential narcissism? Yep. Well, that's fantastic news. Don't worry about the future because you're not special. Your impending death may not be a particularly pleasant experience for you and for the people who, who love you. But in real terms, you're just preparing the ground for future species in, in the grand scheme of meaningless time where we are no more special than the dinosaur or the dodo. Feeling better now? Probably not. But Dawson insists this is science. Although why Dawson is even bothered with science, it, it remains a mystery to me because, you see, one of the basic assumptions in Zen Buddhism is that intellect and language are ethereal and, and true meaning can only be found by disengaging from these things. Anyway, contradictions aside, what Dawson is describing here is not science. It is naturalism. Naturalism is a way of interpreting scientific evidence and it's based on the prior assumption that there is no God. It's based on that prior commitment, there cannot be a God, therefore this is what the world looks like and is about. And in this way, both Zen Buddhism and naturalism share some common threads. You see, according to both of these worldviews, there is no overarching design or telos in the world. One creature is not inherently more valuable than another. I mean, what makes people important is simply that evolutionary roll of the dice. And it's this blind luck that's resulted in cognitive and physical and social strengths that enable people to control and use other species. You see, naturalism believes that people only sit at the very top of the world because of power. 
all of those conscious thoughts and beliefs about having inherent dignity and greater worth than maybe a tree or a frog, then these are simply evolutionary mechanisms put in place to remain, uh, maintain the survival of our species. In fact, the very idea of human rights presupposes superiority over other things. Dawson would have us revisit this idea. Now, by now, I'm sure you're feeling the love. If you weren't already uh, questioning your self-worth, perhaps you are now. But this is the, the natural course that we take when we believe there is no God. Now, do we then ignore this logic and pretend, no, we still have intrinsic worth as people? Or do we accept the worldview of Jeff Dawson and others? I suspect most of us are uncomfortable with Dawson's evaluation. Well, we don't believe what he's saying. We don't accept that goats and rats and even your pet dog are as important as other people. But it raises an important question. Why do we think that? Why do most of us find Dawson's comments not only unsatisfying, but even grotesque? I mean, why should your thoughts and feelings or relationships matter more than those of other animals? Why should my desires and plans have more significance than those of non-sentient objects like the rainforest or mountain or bushland? Well, I mean, surely it's because we know that while birds and fish and kangaroos are wonderful creatures, they add beauty and wonder and complexity to the world, we are not those things. Human beings are unique. We are physical beings, and we are also sentient and moral beings. We have a, a mind and soul and spirit. There are vast cognitive differences, aren't there, between a human being and any other species on the planet. And to, other, to argue otherwise is simply stupid and anti-science. There is no other species, despite their astonishing habits and works, that even come remotely close to the glory of man and woman. When we open the Bible, we discover that rather than denigrating human beings, no belief in God elevates our stature in a way that both makes sense of our own experiences, but also fills us with meaning and purpose. The Bible tells us you are not just a clump of moving cells in flesh. You are made in the image of God. You are no mere animal with no more rights than a cow or a goldfish. Now, at the same time, the Bible also says, neither are we God. Now, I can't speak for other religions, but the, the Christian view is pushing against both insignificance and also self-absorption. Christianity repudiates that ultimate meaningless of naturalism and its companion ultimate hopelessness. And Christianity also rebukes greed and consumerism and abuse. The answer to human misuse of our environment is not to relegate human beings to the place of monkeys or snakes or to the koala. But rather it is to renew a proper understanding of what the Bible refers to as stewardship. And it's to recognize the reality of the Incarnation. That is, we're at a very direct point in history. God the Son took on human flesh. John, in his Gospel, announces in, in that very famous prologue, he says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So the fact that God became a, a man, a human being, more than anything else in history, says that every single person matters. You are not neglected by God. You are not of no consequence to Him. Indeed, God has entered this space, becoming fully human, and doing so without stripping His uh, divinity. So the, the Gospel of John describes how this Jesus suffered the full gamut of human trials. He went through death that we might not be extinguished. Indeed, according to the Christian Bible, extinction is not the end. But there is genuine hope of redemption and resurrection. Now, you may or may not accept the, the, the Christian worldview. But my question for now is this. Which is better? The world of Jeff Dawson or the world explained by Jesus Christ? Should we just suck it up and conclude that you and I are not really special and so let's treat one another accordingly? Yes, this pandemic that is going around the world, it, it, well, it's just a, a, a thing of evolution and, and it doesn't really matter? Well, perhaps this Jesus has more to show us about both human worth and failing and about global trauma and reconciliation that perhaps we realize. Is the human race special? Are you special? Let me conclude by turning to these words of the psalmist, Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in, before, behind, in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you.